We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 756 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024, the day after a very notable day in the Commander's 2024 offseason. We know that this is such a big offseason for our football team. Well, Monday was quite the day. The Commanders on Monday morning officially announced the hiring of USC senior offensive analyst Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator and officially announced the hiring of Dallas Cowboys secondary coach and defensive passing game coordinator Joe Witt Jr. as defensive coordinator. We also on Monday morning had a rather interesting report from the Athletic on the commander's head coaching search. Uh, the report, by the way, co-authored by a good friend of this podcast, Commander's Insider Ben Standing. The commanders on Monday afternoon held an introductory press conference for Dan Quinn as head coach and <laughs> an, <laughs> an introductory press conference that lasted for nearly an hour. Our guy DQ likes to talk. Uh, and we, during the presser, got news The news was that the commanders have fired, or at the very least are porting with assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. A lot was happening on Monday. It's a good thing that you're listening to this podcast. Hello and welcome to this Tuesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast, what is the only Washington, D.C. area sports podcast or show for which there is a new episode each weekday, Monday through Friday, with each episode out by the 5 a.m. hour. You never have to wonder when The next episode of this podcast is coming out. This is the podcast that wakes up with you. This is the podcast that follows DC area sports so that you don't have to. It's a simple arrangement that you and I have. 
Coming up on the show, a ton from all that went down on Monday. I will play and react to the best of what was said at the Dan Quinn introductory press conference, which featured Quinn, Commander's Managing Partner Josh Harris, and Commander's General Manager Adam Peters. I'll discuss the ouster of Eric Bieniemy, uh, what the Commanders are getting in Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr., that aforementioned report from The Athletic, and more. Uh, We talk commanders on every installment of this podcast, no matter the time of year. But right now, there is a whole lot to talk about uh, with our football team. Also on the show, we'll get into Virginia basketball. The Cavaliers continue to roll. They won their seventh consecutive game, a 60-38 blowout of Miami at John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia on Monday night. Uh, Before we get to some feedback... Some very unfortunate news with the Capitals. Uh, Center Evgeny Kuznetsov, who is having yet another disappointing season and who for years has been one of the most enigmatic athletes in Washington, D.C. sports. Uh, He is not in a good place right now. The NHL and the NHL Players Association on Monday afternoon announced that Kuznetsov will be unavailable for the Caps for an indefinite period. This while he receives a care from the player assistance program of the NHL and NHLPA. Uh, Under the terms of the joint program, he will return to the Caps when cleared for on-ice competition by the program administrators. Uh, Now, what exactly Evgeny Kuznetsov's problem is, is unclear, but the player assistance program is designed to help NHL players deal with substance abuse problems and mental health problems. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, as you may remember, had the cocaine issue in 2019. He served a three-game suspension without pay at the start of the 2019-2020 NHL regular season for, quote, inappropriate conduct, end quote. The inappropriate conduct uh, was cocaine use. Uh, The International Ice Hockey Federation in August 2019 suspended Kuznetsov for four years for testing positive for cocaine off a test that was taken in May 2019 at the 2019 International Ice Hockey Federation World Championship in Slovakia. Uh, where Kuzi was playing for Russia. Uh, I am a Caps fan. Evgeny Kuznetsov has been an incredibly frustrating player, but he also, of course, is an extremely talented player. He has done some really good things for the Caps. And look, whether he's a good player or a bad player or whatever, uh, I wish the guy well. I think we all wish the guy well. I hope that he gets well. Uh, So all the best. Evgeny Kuznetsov. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi Podcast at yahoo.com. Lots of feedback on the commanders hiring Dan Quinn as head coach, Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator, and Joe Witt Jr. as defensive coordinator. Email from Dr. Thomas, a PhD in Long Beach, New York, writes, Dr. Thomas, I admit that I was not in favor of hiring Dan Quinn, nor was I in favor of hiring Cliff Kingsbury. But I think that together, they make quite a team. The benefit of having DQ as the head coach is that if KK doesn't work out, there will be options. All in all, 
this has been a pretty good offseason. Uh, thank you for the email, doctor. Yeah, we need to come up with how we're going to refer to Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, and Joe Witt Jr. Are we just going to go by first names, Dan, Cliff, and Joe? Are we just going to go by last names, Quinn, Kingsbury, and Witt? Uh, should we go by initials, DQ, KK, and JW, or J-Dub? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what feels right. Uh, email from Chris on the Caleb Williams angle. Uh, writes Chris, hey, so can we, you, get some calls out to the media to do some real reporting on those probably wrong stories that Caleb might refuse to play for Chicago and demand a trade? Uh, thank you for the email, Chris. Uh, yes, so USC quarterback Caleb Williams, the pride of Gonzaga College High School in Washington, D.C., and the presumed number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft, in which the commanders, as you may have heard, have the number two overall pick. Uh, there has been talk that Caleb Williams has told the Chicago Bears that he will not play for them or prefers to not be drafted by them. Well, this really got going last Thursday with some stuff that was said by Colin Cowherd on his television slash radio show, The Herd, uh, on FS1 and Fox Sports Radio. This was Cowherd this past Friday. Take a listen. Young quarterbacks overwhelmingly are as good as where they land. I mean, Justin Fields is 10 and 28. Do you think he'd be 10 and 28 if he inherited Andy Reid? I don't. The Bears have had one winning season in 11 years. They haven't won a playoff game in 14. They haven't had an offense in the top 15 in the last decade. It is loserville offensively, and their division looks really, really, really good. And so there are concerns, and I pointed them out yesterday on the show from Caleb Williams and his camp. This is not the perfect destination. Washington at number two, in my opinion, he's from there, is a much better landing spot. But I got a call yesterday from the Caleb Williams camp. By the way, he's got a very small camp. He doesn't have an entourage. He's got like an assistant for the NIL stuff, a marketing person. He, he doesn't have a big camp. He has a dad, big personality, smart guy, strong opinions, does his homework. Caleb and his dad don't always agree, but he's got a very big personality as a father. So I got a call from the Caleb Williams camp, and they went, whoa, 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 Colin. We don't, want to be, we don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago, and we don't want to be painted as anti-Bear. And they, and they made it clear to me that they said, listen, we don't want to go to a city that doesn't care. Chicago cares. They're big, loud, they're passionate. They fire coaches all the time. They care. We don't want to go to some sunbelt place where you tarp off the upper deck. And they did say there is a path to succeed in Chicago. It's called the Houston Texans. Defensive coach, couple of weapons, cap space, good pick. Uh, you know, they, they mentioned they got a second pick. There's a bunch of good receivers out there. LSU, Washington, they could go get another weapon. And they already have one bona fide number one pick. But it does show you the reality of Caleb Williams. And I've got sympathy for the athlete. So Colin Cowherd is not an NFL reporter, but 
he does have sources, he does talk to people, and he does have stuff that is proven right. Heck, Coward this past Saturday afternoon in a post on X basically said that Cliff Kingsbury was going to become the commander's offensive coordinator, and sure enough, uh, Coward was right about that. Uh, we'll see if he's right about Caleb Williams not being in love with playing for the Bears, but uh, heck yeah, <laughs> I hope that Coward is right about that. Uh, email from Ramesh in the United Kingdom writes, Ramesh, greetings from a regular listener in the UK. I'd like to comment on the decision to hire Dan Quinn. Like you, I ideally wanted a young, offensive-oriented head coach to take the team forward. I can understand the criticism of the hiring from some parts of the fan base, but I don't agree with the criticism. Firstly, we don't really know the details of who the top candidates were and what order and who was offered what. We only have rumors and speculation, just like in the team sale in which many in the media expected Jeff Bezos to buy the team until very late in the process. The team had interest in Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald, but we don't know how closely Dan Quinn ranked in the team's evaluations. However, we did hear all along that the team was impressed with Quinn. Various people have referred to Dan Quinn as Ron Rivera (laughs) 2.0, based on some parallels in those guys' careers. Uh, This supposed analysis is superficial, is lazy, and is basically stereotyping. Rivera and Quinn are two different individuals with different personalities and are in different situations. We shouldn't pay these superficial analyses any attention. Another criticism is that we ended up as the last team to make a choice and should have moved more quickly. I think that that is indicative of the team not having a clear number one head coaching candidate. The commanders moved quickly and decisively to hire Adam Peters, who clearly was their number one general manager candidate. When the team did not have a clear coaching favorite, the team moved methodically through a hiring process to its logical conclusion. You know, the opposite of impulsive Dan Snyder moves. When Adam Peters said that the main trait that he wanted in a head coach was leadership, it was immediately apparent to me that Dan Quinn would be highly ranked in this search. Let's give Dan Quinn the benefit of the doubt. This hire may not be popular with the news cycle-focused media, but the hire may well turn out to be a sensible and successful decision. Keep up the great work and wishing you continued success with the podcast. Uh, Thank you very much for that, Ramesh. Uh, So I think that we have to differentiate between someone not being the first choice versus someone being a bad choice. Someone cannot be your first choice and yet you still really like that someone. Not being a first choice doesn't mean that you're not liked or can't do well. If you caught my conversation with uh, a member of the news cycle-focused media, (laughs) Commander's Insider J.P. Finley of NBC4 on Monday show, episode 755, J.P. made it quite clear that Dan Quinn was not the commander's first choice to be their head coach. Now, you can believe that. You cannot believe that. J.P. Finley is one of the most significant and prominent people covering the commanders. Uh, Heck, J.P. told us that he has heard that the commanders did, in fact, offer their head coaching job to Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald prior to him last Wednesday becoming Seattle Seahawks head coach, to say nothing of the saga between the commanders and Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. But 
JP also essentially said what I have said. None of this means that Dan Quinn is some terrible head coach who can't have success as commander's head coach. I think that Dan Quinn can do well, very well, as commander's head coach, and I hope like heck that he does do well. And you can do well playing underdog fantasy for Super Bowl 58. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs at Allegiant Stadium in Paradise, Nevada, this Sunday evening at 6.30. A whole lot of opportunity to make money via Underdog Fantasy, which offers daily pick'em games that are super easy and fun. Just correctly pick whether certain players in each game will go higher or lower given totals, and you win. Underdog Fantasy, it is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and it has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI and to make a first deposit of at least $10. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Underdog Fantasy also offers season-long fantasy with a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. And take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, knows that football fans like you love a great game and a great deal. And so Little Caesars for Super Bowl 58 is inviting you to participate in Pick 6 for Slices in Sticks. Download the Little Caesars app, accept the Pick 6 
for Slices and Sticks Challenge. And if there is a pick six during Super Bowl 58, you get free slices and sticks. Simple as that. Little Caesars has partnered with NFL legend Derek Brooks of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had a pick six in Super Bowl 37. So accept the challenge and win some free pizza and sticks from Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. It's funny how things work out. Monday, the day of Dan Quinn's introductory press conference as Commander's head coach was February 5th, 2024. What was the seven-year anniversary of of Super Bowl 51, February 5th, 2017, NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. The Atlanta Falcons famously blew a 28-3 third quarter lead in a 34-28 overtime loss to the New England Patriots. Uh, The Falcons head coach at the time was Dan Quinn. (laughs) Hopefully as time goes on, February 5th, 2024 proves to be uh, much more of a defining day in the head coaching career of Dan Quinn than February 5th, 2017 does. The introductory press conference for Dan Quinn as commander's head coach happened on Monday afternoon. Took place at the commander's team facility in Ashburn, Virginia. Started shortly after 2.30. Speaking at the presser were Quinn, commander's managing partner Josh Harris, and commander's general manager Adam Peters. Next segment, I'm going to discuss what Dan Quinn said about the commander's new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, and new defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr., as well as what was said about where things stand with various people who have or had been with the commanders in assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, general manager Martin Mayhew, and executive vice president of football slash player personnel. Marty Herney. But right now, let us get into what Dan Quinn, Adam Peters, and Josh Harris had to say about Dan Quinn. Uh, what to expect from his tenure as commander's head coach and what has brought him to this point. This was part of Dan Quinn's opening statement as commander's head coach. Spoiler alert, you'll hear me say often, uh, be where your feet are. And actually, I try not to say it. I do try to live it. And I'm pretty good at it, too. With one exception, over the past few years, there's five words that have probably tested my feet and my head. If I get another shot. And as a coach, you prepare for it, you study for it, and there's some lessons that you can't study for. There's lessons that you just have to live. And sometimes through success and sometimes also through adversity. But once you learn those lessons, all you want to do is grab them and run and prove it. And uh, so let me tell you, I am ready to run and prove it. Run like hell. And uh, I'm a little older, maybe a little more chrome, and uh, hopefully a little bit wiser. And, uh, but I'm also incredibly grateful uh, for all of that that has led to my feet being here. All right. Now, did you notice that saying from Dan Quinn, be where your feet are? <laughs> Did that sound familiar? 
That was a saying of the commander's last head coach, Ron Rivera. Be where your feet are. (laughs) So to those saying that Dan Quinn is Ron Rivera 2.0, well, each guy has the same saying. Uh, But what stood out to me the most from that cut that I just played for you was Quinn talking about getting another chance to be an NFL head coach. There are plenty of guys who were a lot better in their second stints as NFL head coaches as compared to their first stints. Whether Dan Quinn will prove to be one of those guys depends on a lot. But something that I do really like about Quinn is that he seems to have genuinely tried to learn from the mistakes that he made as Atlanta Falcons head coach. Dan Quinn was the Falcons head coach from February 2015 to October 2020. His overall regular season record as Falcons head coach was just 43 and 42. Now, Quinn as Falcons head coach won at least 10 games in each of two consecutive regular seasons, the 2016 and 2017 regular seasons. And he as Falcons head coach won the NFC Championship for the 2016 season. But Quinn made the playoffs in just two of his five full seasons as Falcons head coach. And there was the Kyle Shanahan thing. Uh, Former Redskins offensive coordinator and current San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan was the Falcons offensive coordinator January 2015 to February 2017. Quinn's regular season record as Falcons head coach with Kyle was 29 and 19. Quinn's regular season record as Falcons head coach without Kyle was 14 and 23. Very hard to ignore that drop-off. Additionally, Dan Quinn's defenses as Falcons head coach were never that good. Quinn has been a defensive coordinator in five of the last 11 NFL regular seasons, 2013 and 2014 for the Seattle Seahawks, 2021 through 2023 for the Dallas Cowboys. Each of those defenses finished its regular season top five in the NFL in total defense per DVOA. That is outstanding. But the Falcons, over their six regular seasons with Quinn as head coach, never finished higher than number 14 in the NFL in total defense per DVOA. So there is a lot that Dan Quinn could learn from his time as Falcons head coach. And I respect that Quinn seemingly has made the attempt to learn from his time as Falcons head coach. Uh, He has approached getting fired as Falcons head coach with humility and self-reflection, and those things hopefully have made him a better coach. Uh, Dan Quinn on Monday afternoon on the lessons that he learned from his first NFL head coaching stint. I think first and foremost um, in leaving there, I wanted to make sure I did a 360 to find you know, what would be some potential blind spots, you know, that I did and in a good way of trying to take on too much at times. And so that's why for me coming into, you know, when I was looking to, if I got another shot, there were a couple things that I wanted to find. One, you know, was from the ownership side, a team that support, you know, the general manager side to be in lockstep and have a partner with. And then the third part, you know, was like a fan base that was really wanting to go get after it. The lessons for me was, man, be right you know, it's the players and the team. And it came from a good place of trying to help and solve problems. But make sure, keep the main thing, the main thing, John. And uh, I had some time to test that in Dallas. And so that was good for me to go and do that and go through that process because I'm a much stronger coach today than when I took over, you know, years back in Atlanta. And so, like I said earlier, man, you want to run with those lessons and go prove it. And the best 
competitive moments in my life have come when you had to go prove it. And uh, that's what I want to apply. You know, Dan Quinn in no way comes off as a know-it-all or as someone who believes that he has all of the answers. There's like zero arrogance with Quinn. And that's a big reason why he is so well-regarded around the NFL. Here was Quinn on Monday afternoon on how he makes it so that his defenses as a head coach are as good as his defenses as a defensive coordinator. That's one of the lessons to take on to say, man, I've got to make sure, like, you know, after doing the 360 of leaving Atlanta, of spreading myself too thin. And so where I need to be is right there with the offense, right there with the defense and the special teams and not allow outside things to not outside things in the organization, just more things to go. So uh, the main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's the players and the team. And that's why, you know, like I'll lean on Adam so hard. I didn't want anything other than that you know, to be right there doing it. So good news, I had some chances over the last three years to do that and to prove that and to delegate and make sure I could keep the main thing and focus right where it needed to be. And that's when the best results come. So uh, you can't turn back the clock, but you do have to learn the lesson. And that's what I wanted to make sure when I left Atlanta, it was during the middle of the season. And so you have time to reflect. It's lonely. It's disappointing. It's depressing. But you don't want to just rinse and repeat. You want to make sure, how do I take this, change it, and then make sure you get to prove it again. And so that was the silver lining in this. Like, I'm a better version of me today than I was, you know, three and four or five years ago. And so that's why I get to prove that. I like what Dan Quinn said there. Quote, the main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing end quote. (laughs) Uh, Makes sense when you think about it. The main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah, the main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing. But again, this theme of Dan Quinn learning from what went wrong during his time as Falcons head coach. Much more from Dan Quinn's introductory press conference as Commander's head coach in moments. But if you enjoy Commander's Conversation, always really good Commander's Conversation at bgobsession.com. Placate your burgundy and gold obsession at bgobsession.com. BG Obsession or BGO has been the home of the most knowledgeable, friendly, and passionate Washington fans on the web Since 2009, BGO is a special place at which you can join your fellow fans for some smart football discussion, great contests, game day chats, and even lifelong friendships. So what are you waiting for? Visit and join BGO at bgobsession.com, home to your burgundy and gold obsession. Here was Dan Quinn on Monday afternoon on why the commanders are a good fit for him as a head coach. I thought um, coming in, um, you know, as a coach who has done it before, um, I knew then what I was looking for. You know, I think when you're first going through it as a first time, you, you got to go get it and you got to go take it. After you've been through the experience, you want to make sure that you can align it exactly like you want to do to go kick ass. And so that's what I was, you know, looking for specific markers because if I wasn't going to find them, then I wasn't going to do it. And I desperately wanted to, but if the markers weren't in line to say, hey, this alignment between ownership, general manager, the club, um, I wouldn't have. So when this one was here, um, it was please call (laughs) because this one um, is different 
and this franchise has a historic mark on the NFL. And so that was different. I knew that was different. And so um, once I knew ownership, I knew general manager, organization, like everything checked. It was uh, the one that like was a you know a flashing light to me that say this is this is the moment this is the one you know i wonder if dan quinn over his three seasons as cowboys defensive coordinator looked at washington as a potential landing spot for a second act as an nfl head coach given how much the cowboys dominated washington over the last three seasons. Washington over the last three seasons is a mere one and five against the Cowboys. And the one was the 26-6 win at FedEx Field in week 18 of the 2022 season. Washington in the five losses to the Cowboys over the last three seasons has totaled just 64 points. That is it. Dan Quinn's Cowboys defenses have owned Washington these last three seasons. Uh, Here was some more from Quinn's opening statement as commander's head coach during this uh, introductory press conference. And you'll hear him mention Stacy, who is his wife. Stacy and I, we know where we are and uh, we know who you are and we know what this franchise means to you and uh, what it will take to get it back to where it deserves to be. I know you're just starting to know me, and that's going to take some time because building trust, it always does. But I can't wait to start earning it. And that includes the players. It includes the staff, every single man, woman in this organization, and each and every fan because that is who makes up the entire Washington Commanders team, all of us. And that's awesome because I'm going to give myself a little grace and allow one swear word here because I've done a pretty good job so far. I haven't had any, and I swear a lot. (laughs) But there is nothing I enjoy more than doing hard shit with good people. And these guys here, they're some really good people. And uh, I cannot wait to get it rocking here. I can't wait. And so we'll hit the ground running. There's lots to do. And uh, but I want to let you know, man, I've been waiting on this moment. And uh, so to be here with you guys today, I cannot wait to get this thing rocking. And uh, rocking, we now are. Uh, You can tell that Dan Quinn appreciates this second chance as an NFL head coach. Dan Quinn on Monday afternoon on how he found out that he was being offered the commander's head coaching job. And then you'll hear Adam Peters at the very end. You know, nobody's ringing. All right, you put your phone back. Is anybody calling? No, they're not calling. So, (laughs) you know, like, is my phone working? Yes, it's still working. (laughs) So I so uh, wanted uh, this moment. And so, like, you know, you're just that. And so Stacey and I took a ride, you know, out in the car. And we we don't ever do that. It's like, come on, let's get out of the house. And so we just, you know, went around. And and then uh, Thursday night, I think, or whatever it was, a couple nights ago, um, Adam had called and extended it out. And so... And you have to kind of wait overnight to um, to get there, and so you don't sleep much that night. And then it probably doesn't fully hit you until you get your feet on the ground here. And so that was what was really cool about last night. Um, we were not expecting to see Adam and his wife Jen there on the tarmac. And so, like, that's brotherhood. That's showing, like, I'm in with you, and that was awesome. So... You want the call, you're ready for the call, but it becomes more real when you get there because, you know, you want it, you're there, 
but when you get it, you're pumped to say, let's, let's go do this. And so Stacy's uh, been with me the whole time through it. And so it's all the good, the bad, and everything in between. And so this football life we live together is fun. But um, it's moments like that that uh, it's hard to stay present and be where your feet are, you know, in those moments. But it's also one of the really cool times to say, man, you get to go prove it and, and kick ass and have fun doing it. And so that's what we plan on doing. Sam, I'll tell you, too, he, he didn't answer when I called. He's playing hard to get. So. <laughs> it made me wait so long. I'm not answering from the first ring. I've got to make him feel a little some way, you know? A lot of good and positive and friendly vibes between Dan Quinn and Adam Peters on Monday afternoon. Hey, maybe the two will end up hating each other <laughs> in a few years. But maybe this is the start of a great partnership. You know, the commanders having Adam Peters as general manager in charge of football operations with a head coach and Dan Quinn, who is only the head coach. This marks the first time that Washington has had the traditional GM head coach setup with the person with the title of GM actually having final say-so on player personnel since Charlie Casserly was the team's GM from June 1989 through August 1999. It is amazing that it took the team so long to get back to this traditional setup. Uh, Dan Quinn on Monday afternoon on his relationship with Adam Peters. You have to have somebody that can see around the corners and knowing and protecting your blind spots. And so when I referred to that person, um, what I was looking for, I was really referring to Adam to say, in this relationship, it's built on trust and we go through it together. But in football, you know, the best of the best have this connection um, rock solid and, you know, at the core because they deal with things that no one else really does. And so uh, when you win, more, you know, adulation. When you lose, it's harder. So having the person who's the partner to go through those experiences with is really important. And so I don't know if Bob Myers is here, but Bob and Steve had given us a little insight. I had known Steve as a friend and I hadn't known Bob, but I saw what good looked like between a head coach and a general manager, not just, you know, and there's other sports I've seen it obviously as well, but I wanted to do, we could do that for him and I, a goal years from now to say, Dan and Adam, they did it the best that anybody's done in professional sports. And that's a super high bar, but that's the standard that we want to get it to because at the end of it, it's not about the credit or what it is. It's just about us over the long term kicking ass for a long time together. And we both share that vision. So um, on every organization and every team, you need that. And so that's why when I said why that was so damn important to me to find the right general manager to partner up with, because they're the ones that have to be shoulder to shoulder with you through the good and through the adversity as well. And so each person has that. And Stacey is that no matter what. So she's first. And she knows football pretty good, too. But professionally, it, it's Adam. Now, they're during this Dan Quinn introductory press conference on Monday afternoon. Were no questions about the commander's head coaching search in terms of what happened with Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson or what happened with Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald prior to him last Wednesday becoming Seattle Seahawks head coach. Uh, It is worth noting that we on Monday morning got more on uh, each 
situation. Uh, Commanders insider Ben Standig of The Athletic and NFL insider Diana Rossini of The Athletic, they co-authored a piece that came out on Monday morning. Headline, quote, How the Commanders Landed on Dan Quinn Amid Twists, Turns, and Outrageous Actions, end quote. And we, in this report, had some uh, juicy items <laughs> on what happened between the commanders and Ben Johnson. The piece made it clear that the NFL-wide belief is that Johnson did the commanders dirty in canceling their uh, in-person interview of him on January 30th while they, on that day, were flying to him in the Detroit area. The piece included this quote, from an anonymous league source familiar with the situation. Quote, outrageous, simply outrageous. That's not how you conduct business. It is how you ruin your reputation, end quote. Uh, Also in the piece was this quote from an anonymous high-ranking executive with another NFL team. Quote, I like Ben. A year ago, he knew he wasn't ready. I get a feeling he still thinks he needs time. Who knows? But to break the decision while they were in the air, is a poor choice, end quote. The piece also had this quote from an anonymous NFC front office executive regarding Ben Johnson off the Lions having blown that uh, 24-7 halftime lead in their 34-31 loss at the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game on January 28th. Quote, he got out of that San Francisco loss having been walloped emotionally. Think about what he went through to consider where he wanted to work and live at that exact moment. If he was self-aware to make the right decision for him, I commend him, end quote. And also in this report was more on the commanders and Mike McDonald. The piece included this, quote, once Johnson was out of the running, the commanders thought they were going to get McDonald until the Seahawks swooped in with more money, league sources told The Athletic, end quote. So we now have multiple instances of it being said that the commanders offered their head coaching job to Mike McDonald. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk last Friday morning, quote, per a league source, new Seahawks coach Mike McDonald also had an offer from the commanders, end quote. Uh, Commanders insider J.P. Finley of NBC4, he on Monday's installment of this podcast, episode 755, said that he had heard something similar to what Mike Florio reported. And now we have this report from Ben Standig and Diana Rossini on Monday morning. But understandably, none of this was brought up during the Dan Quinn introductory press conference on Monday afternoon. We did, though, get this. Adam Peters on Monday afternoon on at what point he was sold on Dan Quinn being the right guy to be the commander's next head coach. Every time we spoke with Dan, it became more and more clear that he was the guy. And we interviewed him twice, and both times it's like we're speaking the same language. And it was really, really cool. Had a great connection, had a great shared vision. So it was almost right away that I knew Dan would be the great coach for us. Okay. I mean, I guess what else is Adam Peters going to say? But above that was worth uh, playing into the record. Uh, Adam Peters technically is Dan Quinn's boss, but collaboration is being preached big time. We, during this press conference on Monday afternoon, heard about a shared vision. Uh, Dan Quinn and Adam Peters on Monday afternoon on this shared vision that they have. Uh, we'll first hear from Quinn. I think it's probably deeper than scheme, you know, because uh, if you went around to the other 31 teams, 
there'd be a lot of the same scheme. There's going to be wide zone, this passing concept. It might be a version of cover three or man-to-man. So all 32 play some of that. It's more about the play style and the vision of how to feature players into that play style. And so that's one of the things that I love about coaching is finding unique traits that a player has and then how could we fit them into a system, into a structure to make it happen. And so I was fortunate in Dallas, it pushed me further um, into new places, into new things to find, you know, like a guy like Micah Parson who was, wasn't just a linebacker and he could do other things. And so Adam and I have been at it together for a long time to know that there's a play style and traits that players have of length and speed and ball hawking ability and guys who can finish on offense, whether the explosive play is a screen that can go or a line of scrimmage play, like we both recognize that it does start up front and we know what that looks like and how it you know, fits in together. So we together wanted to make sure that like every time people see us play, they said, man, these guys are fast, they are physical, they absolutely you know, finish at a rate that's not normal. And so he's seen what that's looked like, he's lived it you know, on, you know, the three clubs, you know, on his way up to see all that. And so having the ability to go to other teams, there is advantage to that because for everybody else, and I've said this to owners before, I remember saying to the Jones, we've never been anywhere else. This is like, this is the only way when you get to other places, you find things that you would take along the way that you get to share about it. And so just this morning, he and I are going through the roster again and, and talking. So it's more of a play style and an attitude and traits than it is a scheme of a 3-4 or 4-3. Football scheme evolves, and but the player side of things and Adam and his staff and their crew of making sure we're always finding ways to feature the unique things that players have, and we'll work really hard to do that here. Yeah, I think you covered it all, but I'll, I'll probably be repeating you here a little bit. But yeah, it's it's that identity, that play style that we're looking for. That when you're watching the, the we call it the silent tape. When you, you watch it on TV and you turn the volume down, you just see how fast and physical and aggressive you are on both sides of the ball. Finishers, that type of style is what you're looking for. And whether it's four three three four, however you want to talk, wide zone, any type of offense, it's finding those types of guys that, and it's really the type of people that we want to bring in the building and people that love football who are going to you know give it all for for us on the, on the field so really throughout the whole process where it's like we're speaking the same language it's like I'm interviewing almost a person just like me who thinks the same way about football so I think that would answer your question hopefully good stuff there from Dan Quinn and Adam Peters I really liked what Quinn said about finding the unique traits that a player has and then featuring those traits uh, seem so simple and so obvious. And yet you don't always see that. You certainly with our team have not always seen that. Uh, and regarding this shared vision of Dan Quinn and Adam Peters, uh, here was Quinn on Monday afternoon on the identity that he wants the commanders to have. I would say if I had to say two right now, it'd be uh, explosive and physical. And the explosive comes offensively uh, and on the return game from big plays uh, through the run game, through play action, through the passing game, ones that can change field position. 
And those are the explosive plays that you have to keep going and being aggressive to go. Uh, on defense, that's the energy generating football that takes place on an interception, on a score for you know returning on defense, a forced fumble, the sacks, the ones that create negative plays for an offense to put them in some disadvantaged situations. Like we like playing from second and 12 and 13 and third and longer. So how do you do that? You've got to be bold. You've got to be aggressive. Having the players to do that that's part of what we do and then train them to do it over and over and over again it's so important for us to find guys of things they can do versus things they can't do and uh, I can remember early on as a coach here at a scout table like oh, he's a little slow he's you know not very long but he said man I can't wait to watch him you know it was, I want to find the unique stuff that a guy does have and then how do we put him into this and so if we bring a guy here I want to make sure I'm very clear to Adam to say this is how we would feature this player. He's the, you know, the F tight end. He's the second halfback. He's the starting, you know, defensive end. Whatever that looks like, and then we can push that player into that vision. Quite honestly, when players leave college, they don't know what their vision is, and that's our job to help them get there. And why do guys develop faster than others? Sometimes the vision of what they can become is so different than what they did in college. They were chose a college, the system changed, the coaching staff changed, whatever it might have been. And now you put them into a space that you know how to feature them. So why do late round draft picks and free agents take off? There was a specific plan for how that guy could be used. And that's the connection I have to be able to give to Adam as often as I can. So um, explosive and physical. And I'd hope uh, you know teams that have to play against us are like, damn, this, this is going to be hard today. And uh, having that physical nature of the way that we finish plays that jumps out off tape, inspires others that we're with, and keeps pushing the standard that you're going to hear me say a lot, uh, finding these standards together. So I would say uh, explosive and physical uh, would be two things that uh, I hope every time uh, we play and get it on that you guys feel that. Explosive and physical. Uh, two beautiful things. Although uh, those are two things uh, that would take some getting used to. We as Washington fans are not used to our teams being explosive and physical. Explosive and physical. What are those things? You know, we know slow and soft. Okay, slow and soft we can do. Explosive and physical. Yeah, that's gonna take some getting used to. Uh, last one for you for this segment. The R word. Yes, the R word. No, not Redskins. <laughs> Rebuild. The Commanders are coming off a 2023 regular season in which they went just 4-13 and and had an NFL worst point differential of minus 189. An atrocious, pathetic season that the Commanders ended, by the way, with an eight-game losing streak. Uh, Dan Quinn on Monday afternoon on if he views the Commanders' current situation as a rebuild. I would say this is a recalibrate, you know, finding our north again. And that starts, you know, with our identity of our club. So, no, I, you will not hear me say the word rebuild at all. Um, this is about assessing what we have, how do we add to that, and then how quickly we can accelerate this process together. Now, how do you do that? Connection, staff, off-season, into training camp. And then ultimately putting all these guys to find the best group to help us go play as well as we can, as fast as we can. So uh, there is no timeline on that. 
um, but we will push it hard uh, to see how good we can get and how fast we can get. But I see it much more as a recalibration to say, let's find our north, own our identity of how we're going to get it on, and then push hard to reach that. And uh, like all things, it takes some trust, you know, between teammates, staff, personnel, ownership. But the more connection we have, the faster we'll get there. And uh, there's a lot to get done, but I honestly do not see um, that word as part of my thinking at all. So the commanders per Dan Quinn are in the midst of a recalibration, not a rebuild. (laughs) Uh, I love how teams so often do not want to say the word rebuild as if It is this like four-letter word that you just can't say. The Capitals have been said to be in a retool, not a rebuild. The Nationals have been said to be in a reset, not a rebuild. Uh, And now the Commanders are in a recalibration, (laughs) not a rebuild. Uh, Call it what you want, but the Commanders have a lot of retooling, a lot of resetting, a lot of recalibrating to be doing. Uh, But remember this about Dan Quinn. He, in just his second season as Falcons head coach, won the NFC Championship. Dan Quinn engineered a rapid turnaround off the Falcons, having lost at least 10 games in each of the two previous regular seasons prior to him becoming the team's head coach. Uh, Well, Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland, they do not need a rebuild, a reset, a retool, or a recalibration because Dr. Burgess and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland continue to be remarkable. Uh, Dr. George Burgess, he is a board-certified dermatologist and Mohs surgeon. He is one of the nation's premier dermatologists. He is a big Commanders fan and operating under his direction is the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland, which has locations in Waldorf, Maryland, Leonardtown, Maryland, and Lexington Park. Maryland. Whatever your dermatological needs may be, call 301-396-3401 and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. The Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland focuses on medical skin care, cosmetic procedures, and skin cancer diagnosis and comprehensive care. If you are dealing with skin cancer or have dealt with skin cancer or want to get screened for skin cancer, contact Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland. Heck, Dr. Verghese and the Institute offer free skin cancer screenings to anyone considered a new patient. And Dr. Verghese and the Institute offer advanced treatments for skin cancer. And also, if you are dealing with allergic reactions, if you're dealing with acne, psoriasis, or eczema, if you're interested in procedures like Botox, laser hair removal, or chemical peels, contact Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland. Whatever your dermatological needs may be, call 301-396-3401 and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit midatlanticskin.com. That's midatlanticskin.com. For excellent and comprehensive skin care, contact Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you.
More now from Monday afternoon's introductory press conference for Dan Quinn as Commander's head coach. We did have some news that was made at the press conference. So the Commanders on Monday morning prior to the presser officially announced the hirings of USC senior offensive analyst Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator and Dallas Cowboys secondary coach and defensive passing game coordinator Joe Witt Jr. as defensive coordinator. And then we, during the Dan Quinn intro presser, finally got word on the fate of Commanders assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric the enemy, Dan Quinn, on Monday afternoon on What Now with Eric the Enemy. I'm glad that you brought up EB because um, I think he's an excellent coach. And so I had a chance to visit with him uh, today. And so we'll continue that dialogue to go. He's, you know, no longer, we're not going to work together here. But in this coaching brotherhood, I wanted him to know, uh, man, I really respect the work that he's done. And uh, as coaches, you know, we all stay connected even though we're on different teams. So I wish EB nothing but the best. And uh, he'll do a great job. I was really uh, pumped that he took his shot this year and went for it. And so I've got a lot of respect for him. So Eric Bieniemy, EB is out. He is done. With the commanders, Dan Quinn made that clear right there, uh, said some nice things about the enemy, as Quinn should have, uh, but the tenure of Eric, the enemy with the commanders is over. Uh, it's a shame that his one season with the team went as poorly as the season did. I was happy when the commanders hired Eric, the enemy. I thought that he would be an upgrade over the team's uh, offensive coordinator for the three previous seasons, Scott Turner. There's a lot that went into why the commander's offense for this season was not good, but here's the bottom line. The commanders for the 2023 regular season were number 26 out of 32 NFL teams in total offense per DVOA. Now, (laughs) technically, that was better than the team for the 2022 regular season being number 30 in the NFL in total offense per DVOA. But the offense still was really bad. Eric Bieniemy left the comfort of being Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, which he had been for the previous five seasons, to run the commander's offense and step outside the shadow of Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and the shadow of Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. This was a gamble by Bieniemy, who bet on himself to maybe, hopefully, finally get an NFL head coaching job. But Eric Bieniemy lost the gamble. His name in this offseason's NFL head coaching cycle barely came up. And now who knows if he this offseason will even get an offensive coordinator job with another NFL team. Uh, Meantime, Commander's General Manager Adam Peters, he on Monday afternoon said the following about his front office staff moving forward. I've gotten to meet all of our scouts finally now. Went down to Mobile and got a chance to meet all of our college scouts. Really like all of them. Uh, I knew the scouts in-house from my time here uh, the last couple of weeks. So it's a really good group. Uh, If we have a chance to add some talented people, we will. Um, But I don't don't foresee making any changes uh, throughout this whole draft process. I'm really, really happy with who we have right now. All right. So as we have suspected, it sounds like no major changes for the commander's front office beneath Adam Peters this offseason. Now, I do stress this offseason because I think there's an at least decent chance that some big time changes for the commander's front office beneath Adam Peters happen next offseason. But for now, it sounds like a lot of people are staying, including general manager Martin Mayhew and perhaps also executive vice president of football slash player personnel Marty Herney. 
Yeah, the two Mortys. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that you're all thrilled <laughs> about that. Uh, we last Wednesday morning did have multiple reports that Martin Mayhew was expected to stay with the commanders. Marty Herney's status was unclear. Uh, perhaps we do now have some clarity. I would assume that each will be getting a lesser title. I mean, the commanders for now technically still have two general managers in Adam Peters and Martin Mayhew. You know that that is not going to continue, but it does not sound like Adam Peters, at least right now, is getting rid of the Martys. The Marty party is continuing. Uh, but let's get to Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. One of the reasons that the commanders hired Dan Quinn as head coach is the belief that he can build a great coaching staff. The commanders, especially this season, did not have a great coaching staff. Uh, commanders managing partner Josh Harris on Monday afternoon on Dan Quinn being someone who can put together a high-level coaching staff. Just haven't gone through the process with a bunch of people. Uh, you know, Dan came in with a real vision for um, how to build a cohesive staff that work together. Uh, you know, I think it is more than just one person. Uh, it's a front office that works together uh, r with everything, analytics, sports science, player development, player selection, and then it's a coaching staff that brings a lot of both leadership and culture, but also play calling and innovation. Uh, and, and, and Dan really had all that in his head. He had a plan, and uh, he's got a few more, you know, you saw this weekend, but he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it was really impressive. And perhaps those tricks include Jason Simmons, uh, ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler. He on Monday afternoon reported that the commanders have received permission from the Las Vegas Raiders to speak with their defensive backs coach and defensive passing game coordinator Jason Simmons, who worked with Joe Witt Jr. during his time with the Green Bay Packers. Speaking of the Raiders, uh, remember Cliff Kingsbury reportedly was going to become the Raiders offensive coordinator, but we this past Saturday afternoon had multiple reports that Kingsbury was not becoming the Raiders offensive coordinator due to contract talks having broken down, and we then on Saturday afternoon had multiple reports that Kingsbury was a significant candidate to become the commander's offensive coordinator, and now he has become the commander offensive coordinator. And how about how? <laughs> Here were NFL insiders Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network and NFL.com on NFL Network's Super Bowl Live on Monday. And then you'll hear them discuss former Washington head coach Rod Rivera as a candidate to replace Dan Quinn as Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. The Washington Commanders have a new offensive coordinator. It is Cliff Kingsbury, the former Arizona Cardinals head coach who had a great run of about a day and a half there. Yeah. He was also the Raiders offensive coordinator. Never actually agreed to terms. They could not agree on a contract. Kingsbury now follows Quinn to Washington and gives them something, Ian, that Washington really valued, which was somebody with experience calling plays. They quite possibly will be drafting their quarterback of the future. They hope with the number two overall yeah. draft pick. Cliff Kingsbury has been around a lot of Heisman Trophy winners from number one picks, among others here. Now quite possibly going to be working with a very highly drafted guy in Washington. Yeah, and you know when you have a defensive coach like Dan Quinn, the number one question is who's going to be your offensive coordinator? This is as big as it gets for the Washington Commanders. And you know to look at the flip that happened when he was with the Raiders, my understanding is Magic Johnson 
who is a limited partner with the Commanders, was actually the one to step in and kind of pull Cliff Kingsbury back and go, you know what, if this deal with the Raiders isn't perfect, maybe there's a home for you in Washington. Have you tweeted cool. about it yet? He has not. I look forward to his dramatic tweet about that. I will turn on his noties, as they say. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys are starting the process of interviewing their next defensive coordinator, Ron Rivera. Speaking of commanders, Ron Rivera, the former commanders head coach, is going to interview with the Dallas Cowboys. That is going to be this week. You you could say what you want about Ron Rivera's head coaching tenures, made the Super Bowl, but certainly there was some ups and downs. He is an excellent defensive coordinator, a lot to like there. And then Mike Zimmer also is a candidate for the Dallas Cowboys. My understanding is Ron Rivera's interview is later on today. All right, so a Ron Rivera update for you, but how about that nugget from Ian Rappaport? Commander's limited partner Magic Johnson played a role in Cliff Kingsbury not taking the Raiders' offensive coordinator job and instead taking the Commander's offensive coordinator job. Magic paying dividends as Commander's limited partner. Anyway, Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. Kingsbury spent the 2023 season as a senior offensive analyst for USC. It is true that USC's offense for the 2023 season was not as great as the offense should have been, but USC for the 2023 season did still finish number five in the FBS in offensive efficiency per ESPN, and USC's QB1 for the 2023 season, a certain Caleb Williams was number 11 among all qualified FBS quarterbacks in ESPN's total QBR for the 2023 season. So it's not like USC's offense for the 2023 season was some disaster. Uh, Kingsbury was the Arizona Cardinals head coach January 2019 to January 2023. He, as Cardinals head coach, had a regular season record of just 28 37 and 1, and ultimately did have problems with quarterback Kyler Murray. But Kingsbury got some very good production out of Murray, who over his first three NFL regular seasons had the following rankings among qualified NFL quarterbacks in total QBR 2019, number 15, 2020, number 14, 2021, number 7. So steady improvement. Uh, Kingsbury was Texas Tech head coach from December 2012 to November 2018. He, as Texas Tech head coach, went just 35 and 40, but he was Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes' collegiate head coach. Mahomes was a Texas Tech quarterback for the 2014 through 2016 seasons. Kingsbury was Texas A&M offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the 2012 season. Texas A&M's QB1 for that 2012 season was a redshirt freshman named Johnny Manziel, who became the first freshman ever to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, And Kingsbury was a coach for the University of Houston for the 2008 through 2011 seasons. He was an offensive quality control coach for the 2008 and 2009 seasons, was Houston's quarterbacks coach for the 2010 season, and was Houston's co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the 2011 season. Houston's QB1 for that 2011 season was... 2019 Redskins quarterback Case Keenum, who in that 2011 season had 48 touchdown passes versus five interceptions. Houston for that 2011 season was number one in the FBS in total net yards per game, number one in the FBS in passing yards per game, and number one in the FBS in points per game. So to the people who want to harp on Cliff Kingsbury's head coaching record, 
okay, fine, <laughs> knock yourself out. But the commanders have hired Kingsbury as offensive coordinator, not head coach. And the guy knows offense and knows about working with young quarterbacks. Uh, as for Joe Witt Jr., so he has a substantial history with Dan Quinn, including having served as Cowboys secondary coach and defensive passing game coordinator from January 2021 until now. Uh, that span coincided precisely with Quinn's time as Cowboys defensive coordinator. Uh, the Cowboys pass defense was especially good over the 2022 and 2023 seasons. The Cowboys, in terms of lowest expected points added or EPA per pass attempt allowed for Sumer Sports, were number three in the NFL for the 2022 regular season and were number five in the NFL for the 2023 regular season. Also, Joe Witt Jr.'s secondaries have a history of generating interceptions. The Cowboys over the 2021 through 2023 regular seasons had an NFL best 59 interceptions. Uh, Witt was with the Packers for the 2008 through 2018 seasons. He, for the 2008 season, was a Packers defensive quality control coach. For the 2009 through 2017 seasons, was the Packers secondary dash cornerbacks coach. And for the 2018 season, was the Packers defensive passing game coordinator. The Packers, over their 10 regular seasons, with Witt having a major role in the secondary, 2009 through 2018, were number one in the NFL in interceptions with 176. Now, interceptions and takeaways in general can be fluky and random, but when you as a secondary coach have this kind of a track record of your secondaries producing interceptions, you must be doing something right. Like, that's not all good luck. Uh, Dan Quinn on Monday afternoon on why he has hired Cliff Kingsbury as commander's offensive coordinator and Joe Witt Jr. as commander's defensive coordinator. Well, I think um, I'll take you back a bit. And so when you're getting prepared for this, you don't you're not sure what job you're going to get. You know, you're you're thinking, OK, this, you know, opportunity, this opportunity. So it's a little different than being on their side where they were going to select, where on the coaching side, you were going to see where would be a good fit. And the coaching staff would be the fit irregardless of where you went. Okay, so for me, selecting a place that I would be able to potentially coach didn't have to do with did they have a quarterback or cap space or any of that. It was ownership and general manager and fan base and what you could create together because cap space changes. I was looking to say, how could we do something long term to kick ass for a long time and continue to play well, not just because they had won this or won that. So Cliff has always been somebody um, that I've kept up with. Um, years ago, we both coached in college. And uh, we first met each other at a, an award show and just kind of hit it off on that time and then competed against each other. I certainly followed his career, you know, through his time at Tech and then into Arizona and competing. And so in the same way of why I wanted to hire Kyle years ago, like, he was hard to go against. He would stretch the field horizontally and vertically and going against Cliff, those same feelings you had. This is going to be tough. Matchups, formation, <coughs> speed shots down the field, aggressiveness, boldness to go. And so as a coach, you were writing down some names if this is something in your future that said, if I get that shot, this is somebody I would want to talk to. And so that's where the, the start came from him. Um, we're really pumped that he's going to be a part of it. Obviously, 
I know people talk about you know his acumen with quarterbacks, and that's proven, but. He's also an excellent coach. He's not just you know the guy that's going to be with the quarterbacks the whole time. So I want to make sure I'm clear on that. And then with Joe, um, it's a little different because I had a chance to be shoulder to shoulder with him, you know, over the last three years in Dallas. And through that time, I've just seen the detail, the connection, um, the play style, you know. And so to play good defense, you better be a good tackling team, and you better know how to take the ball away. And those are two things Joe and, and the units that he was charged with have been excellent at. And uh, I think over the last three years, you know, with, with Joe there, the team had been, you know, at the top of the league in terms of takeaways and defensive touchdowns. If you want to play good defense, you better tackle because there's so, I'm not talking about in the A gap, I'm talking about there's space plays that happen in today's NFL. And so in that space, had he had the technique to go and make tackles where uh, guys like Cliff and Kyle and everybody else want to create all this space to say, you know, make it hard. So you better be a good tackling team and you better know how to get the ball away and show good disguises, you know, to make the quarterback have to read the coverages after he has the ball in his hand. And Joe's been exceptional at that through his career. So that's why when those moments come and you want to nail it, uh, you do it and you go for it. And so I appreciate Josh and Adam when the moment came to go be uh, aggressive, um, we were going to go do that. Really good detail there from Dan Quinn on Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. Quinn on Monday afternoon on if he'll be calling defensive plays. I think the big thing to, to get across, like the essence of a head coach is to put it all together. It's not to be an offensive coach or a defensive coach or a special teams coach. Like, it's everything. And that's what the essence is of the job. It's the chemistry. It's the messaging. It's the play style. It's the attitude. It's the swagger. Like, that's my number one job to make sure all of this comes together. Um, obviously, I cut my teeth on the defensive side. So um, that part's important. But Joe will call the plays on defense and Cliff will call the plays on offense. And I'll certainly be there. The game management portion is so critical. So I wanted to make sure the best version version of me, like I said, is coaching the entire team and making sure our play style is so right that it's a nightmare for teams to play against between the personnel, you know, that Adam puts together, the scheme from the coaching side, and then quite honestly for me, the play style to say playing against us is really hard and the attitude, the speed, the effort, the ball hawking, the tackling, the finishing of blocks, the explosive plays, that's how, you know, we create a nightmare to go against and we're going to work our ass off to do that. But as far as play calling, um, I'll be involved with it, but those guys will call the game. But the essence of this job as a head coach isn't just to be on one side. It's to tie everything together. And that's when I'm at my best. And so that's what I'll do. So Dan Quinn said that Joe Witt Jr. will call defensive plays for the commanders, not Quinn himself. Uh, Quinn also said that Cliff Kingsbury will call offensive plays for the commanders. No surprise there. But interesting that Quinn is not calling defensive plays, given how well Quinn has done as a defensive coordinator. More from Quinn on Monday afternoon on Joe Witt Jr. I'm really fortunate that uh, Joe's had a big impact on me. Um, So... Um, leaving Atlanta and coming to Dallas, um, I knew Joe had special traits about him. And uh, not just in the coverage side, although that's, you know, I would say his superpower of the detail, the coverage, the play style. Uh, But what also is there is the ball hawking and the tackling and the fundamentals. So he grew up a coach's kid. So Joe's father was an exceptional coach at Auburn for a really long time. You know you're a good coach when you don't coach there anymore and you still have a locker in the coach's locker room. Like, that's Joe Witt Sr., okay? So coming up as a coach's kid, 
Joe's, he'd been on practice field since he was this tall. And so he knew what good looked like along the way. And he's been more than ready for this opportunity to do it. And uh, I'm thrilled to, to add him into it because it also allows some of the language for me to you know stay connected to in a good way because you know for me learning the language offensively if I had to do that again defensively it would have been longer now I can accelerate that process so we're really pumped he's here he's got a fantastic football background yes he does and he did some excellent work with Cowboys defensive backs in recent seasons uh C corner Duran Bland uh, the Cowboys took Bland in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL Draft out of Fresno State. Bland for the 2023 regular season, number one in the NFL in interceptions with nine and number one in the NFL in pick sixes with five and NFL record for pick sixes in a regular season. And yeah, the uh, record breaker came against the Commanders. The uh, 45-10 loss at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. The Commanders lost the fourth quarter 25-0 on a fourth quarter second and 10 for the Commanders at the Cowboys 43. Quarterback Sam Howell threw a shotgun pass intended for receiver Jahan Dodson, but the result was a 63-yard pick six by Deron Bland for his fifth pick six of the 2023 regular season. The ensuing extra point (laughs) gave the Cowboys a 45-10 lead. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Well, hopefully the work that Dan Quinn and Joe Witt Jr. do with the commander's defense will be as good as the work that catering by Uptown can do for you. Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service, and it now is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Newly engaged couples can get 5% off any catering by Uptown wedding package. Just call 301-572-7744. Set up your own personal tour of one of Catering by Uptown's premier waterfront venues and mention that Al Galdi sent you to get the discount. If you are planning a wedding, you want great service, but you also want a great price, right? Well, Catering by Uptown provides both. Call 301-572-7744 and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Catering by Uptown also can help you if you're planning a party or a corporate event. Catering by Uptown is a family business that prides itself on its signature dishes and flawless presentations. And Catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly. From putting together and executing a menu, to picking linens, to selecting an excellent florist, Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations. And don't forget about the great offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Newly engaged couples can get 5% off any Catering by Uptown wedding package. Just call 301-572-7744. Set up your own personal tour of one of Catering by Uptown's premier waterfront venues and mention that Al Galdi sent you to get that discount. That's 301-572-7744. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you.
And some college basketball before we call it a show. The rise of Virginia continues. Wahoo-wah <laughs> is on fire. Uh, the Cavaliers for this season improved to 18-5 and overall and 9-3 and in the ACC with a 60-38 win over Miami at John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia on Monday night. The Cavs extended their home winning streak to 23 games. That is the longest current home winning streak in Division I men's basketball. And the Cavs won their seventh consecutive game overall. They this season have gone from just 2-3 and three in the ACC to now 9-3 and three in the ACC. Now, a key player for Miami, 6'8", Kaishan George. He on Monday night played for just 3 minutes, 41 seconds as a starter due to an ankle injury. So that did help the cause of the Cavs. Uh, They actually allowed Miami to begin the game on a 7-2 run, but the Cavs then won the rest of the game 58-31. More outstanding defense by the Cavs. We know that that is their calling card under head coach Tony Bennett, and the team's defense really has gotten going. The Cavs held Miami to just 38 points, just 2 of 20 on threes and just 12 of 29 on twos. This is the same Miami team that this past Saturday afternoon beat visiting Virginia Tech 82-74 in a game in which the Hokies blew a 10-point second half lead. But Miami went from 82 points on Saturday afternoon to just 38 points on Monday night. Heck, Miami's 38 points, its fewest points in a men's basketball game since December 28th, 19 19- 48. (laughs) Think about that. Uh, Offensively, uh, the Wahoos, uh, they had 20 assists versus just three turnovers. So went five of 11 on threes. Did go just 21 of 43 on twos. And one despite generating just six free throw attempts to Miami's 15. The Hoos went just three of six on free throws. But Miami went just eight of 15 on free throws. A really good game for 6-3 Reese Beekman. He in 26 minutes, 39 seconds as a starter. Went one of one on threes, five of 10 on twos, and three of four on free throws. He finished with 16 points, seven assists versus one turnover and four rebounds. A 6-9 Oklahoma transfer Jacob Groves, productive for a third consecutive game, 17 minutes, 30 seconds off the bench. He went two of four on threes, three of five on twos. Did go 0-2 on free throws, but he finished with 12 points. Next up for Virginia at Florida State this Saturday night at 8. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show episode 757 will include a lot for you on the Commanders. So much happening. Uh, also, on Wednesday show, I'll talk Capitals and Maryland basketball. The Caps are home to the Montreal Canadiens Tuesday night at 7 in the Caps' first game since January 27th due to their bye week in the NHL All-Star break. The Terrapins are home to Rutgers Tuesday evening at 6.30. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. The main thing, keep the main thing the main thing. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.